You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. Forerunners by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. And we are back. Yes. Episode 25. Yes, and we are the, the Run, Run Duo. Duo. What's I'm up, Tommy. Guys? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, my name is Thomas Mitchell II. <laughs> And I am India Cook. He's he looking at me like, you know what? You interrupted this introduction. We've been doing this for 25 episodes. You know what I, I like to say my name, and then I say, and then you say your name. Just in case they forgot. I don't know. Tommy Mitchell the second. <laughs> and I am India Cook. What's up? What's going on? Hey, I'm 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 am I two weeks out? I'm two weeks out. Two weeks Let's out. Go. I registered for the 5K. I'll be there. You registered for the 5K? I did. I got a double race that weekend. There you wait a minute. What else you running that weekend? Shamrock team. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did say that. You did say that. That's cool. That great. It's not gonna be racing, racing. It's yeah. Gonna, the Shamrock 10K is gonna be racing, but public's gonna be like, "Hey, y'all, I'm out here. I'm just cheering." I, I just hope hey, it's not raining. Hey. I hope it's it's not hot. I hope it it's not cold. It needs to be weather like it was Saturday. This past was Saturday. it good Saturday? It was, it was good weather. Yeah, it was good weather. We need a little. You need a little throwaway shirt. Yeah. But once you got going, it was hot. I actually wanted to go out there because um I did get a chance to go to like the meeting with um, the Atlanta Track Club when they were speaking to all the, the elite runners that were out there. The hopefuls is what yeah, they call yeah, it the, for the, the road hopefuls. to go. They had a big sign. It was at um, the Omni, yeah. and they had a big sign out in front that said, welcome Olympic, Olympic hopefuls. hopefuls. Exactly. Yes. So it was real cool. Um, I actually taped some of it, so I'll probably edit something together and let y'all listen to it. Nice. Just, just about the stuff he talks about as far as the real Olympic trial. Because ATC is really, really taking it. And not that I didn't know that in the first place, but they're really taking it seriously about the Olympic trials. But it sounds like they've had a hard time showing Atlanta what having the Olympic trials here is going to stay for it. Yeah, actually what it means. And I don't think that, and just for those that mm-hmm. are um, have not watched our previous episodes, so Atlanta is having the Marathon Olympic trials here February 2020. And so this past weekend, Atlanta Track Club, ATC, did a test run basically Mm -hmm. to allow some of the Olympic hopefuls and regular runners like me and Tommy Mm -hmm. to be able to run the last loop of the Olympic marathon trials. And so it was really good. And I agree with you Um, within the commentary and everything out on uh, for the run on Saturday, because I did run it there it was y'all gotta get excited don't put anything on your calendar for yeah. february 2020 yeah. you know on, on, i think it's the 29th like don't do 28th or 29th like don't do anything like y'all gotta be out here we need this energy on the day of so i think that they're really trying to have people to really understand this is a big deal yeah. and i think that it, i'm excited i think as runners we're excited mm-hmm. but i don't think that I think we're going to need more than just the runners to come out there and really pump that data. By the time that comes, I'm actually going to, because I know you follow a lot of elite runners. I do. I was yes. so excited to see him this weekend. I was, I don't know if y'all, if y'all I, follow I, me. I was, I was at the starting line snapping pictures like, go Allie, go Parker. And it was looking like, who is this crazy shit? I was just like, well, yeah. I plan on getting more into that. Cause I mean, I'm sure they were all around me at yes. this meeting and I didn't know who the hell they, they were. were. I was, but, so excited. Yeah, I was fangirling was... Girling the whole time, taking pictures all in a and the thing is, what was great, um, the, and I'm sorry, his name is slipping my mind, the executive director for the Atlanta Track Club, he was really impressing upon them, mm-hmm. the elites, hey, interact with the people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he kind of explained, because like one guy asked, hey, what about the, um, the nutrition? And, you know, as far as fluids and that What's sort of gonna thing. What's going to be on the course? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh-huh. they kind of said, well, this time we're really thinking more about the 2000 other runners that are going to be on this course with you. And that's when they kind of said, and we really want y'all to interact with them. Hey, say hello, shake hands, take pictures. Um, because they're trying to say, look, we want these people to come out. So maybe we to can support get you guys. They want it again. We yeah. want, they use, they really want to be run city USA. Right. You know, as far as the Atlanta track club is concerned. So what was interesting while, while you're saying talking about nutrition, mm-hmm. um, there was nothing but two water stops on the route. Eight mile race. So there was no, there wasn't anything else. Of course, I bought my own, like, because, yeah. you know, after you run, they say after you run 40 minutes or so, 40, 50 minutes, you should well. be taking some kind of, depending upon your level of racing and running. Uh, yeah, so there was two two water stops on the on the route. There wasn't any, like, extra At nutrition what, what, outside Where of on the uh, route? Like, where was, what mile marker was the first water stop? Um, I would say around three. 
Hmm. I guess it's, I mean, it wasn't, a, it was not in the middle of the summer. And it was like three and then maybe around seven-ish, six, Well, yeah, seven-ish? if it's at three, then they should probably have it at yeah. the next, you know, so, somewhere three and a half. Yeah. So it's interesting in that they asked that. I mean, I was, I mean, I was fine in regards to water. I didn't yeah. think about it while I was out there, though. Well, it, like I said, it wasn't, it's not hot Atlanta right now. Right, it's, right, right. You know, it was a little cooler, yeah. so you maybe don't need as many water. Sure. But like, if that was a June race. Oh, oh no. you need one at mile two. Yeah, you would need one. Three, four, five, like every like what is it? Um Hotline a half. Oh, yeah. they need water stops for, stops for days. That's just like that's why Mike does his thing and has the towels and stuff because it's so hot. Yeah. But yeah, no, I get it. And I think that it's good that they thought about that. But listen, the top three guys, they, they finish in like under like thirty five minutes, under forty minutes. Yeah. So I mean Did it did you did you see if any elites had their own tables or anything? No, I didn't it was, see any. didn't see anything yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I could have sworn that I heard, heard them talk about that. But I also wasn't, I mean, I was a runner, so I didn't yeah, see you that. Yeah, you weren't really time, paying attention. I mean, by the time I got started, they was on their way home. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was in a Latin, no, but seriously. I, was, I you ended up, they were in their room? Not, yeah, they was in their room. <laughs> Parker was posting pictures of, like, the from the Omni Hotel, looking at the, the, the Centennial Olympic Park and a Ferris wheel, and I'm still out here running. But, yeah, he, uh, not he. They, I, they could have, but I just, I wasn't. Yeah, I hear you. But yeah, so I was really excited to see the elites out there. I was really excited. Some of the people that I be, you know, fan yeah. crushing, running, mm-hmm. running, crushing, mm-hmm. whatever you do, um, they were on the line. Some people that I would have loved to see out there, yeah. but I did not see them. But there were some people that I saw. Uh, one of my really big uh, fans I'm fan of is Callie. And she she dropped back. She when they were announcing the runners, they um, she she stepped up to the front Mm -hmm. and she kind of waved and she said, hey. And then when it was time to take off, she stepped back to the back and then she posted um, on her page that she was injured and didn't want to like do too much. Yeah, she had a lower back pain and hamstring pain. So she didn't want to do too much. And so she ended up DNFing. But. Well, I mean, that was the main, I mean, that's when I went to the little press, they called it a press conference. There was only like one press guy there. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know who he was. He he looked like a journalist because he had right. the, the long notepad and, mm-hmm. you know, and when they went out and took photos, which right. I, I took a lot of photos of them when they were all together by the Olympic um, right. rings. But when I was there, I was really hoping that all I really wanted to ask him was, what does this race really mean to you as far mm-hmm. as how is this? Does this, you know, this one lap, is this really going to help you train for the trial or, you know, what? And which I, right. I didn't get a chance to, but that was something I was really interested to find out. And he yeah. didn't really ask because he was the only one that was really asking like journalistic, you know, journalism questions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that that will be a good and maybe I can reach out to Allie. She's she's a she's a good runner. I think she came in top 10 in New York and a couple other races. So mm-hmm. she's she's a pretty good runner and, you know, has a coach and everything. They post some of their workouts and things of that nature. But that's a good question to ask. Yeah. Like, what did it what did it provide for you to be able to run that last eight miles of what you what you will be running next year? Exactly. And so I think that that's interesting to know. And it was it was an interesting course. Yeah. Yeah. It was, well, he, it, the, the director of the ATC called it Atlanta Flat. Yeah. And you would agree. Atlanta Flat. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're, not from Atl- if you're not from Atlanta, you might not know what that means, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, it's so funny because I was talking to our good friend because Shawana is like my BFF. She doesn't yeah. know it. But um, I, she, you know, she didn't run, but. You know, I was like, oh, we missed the black girl magic on the line because it was nobody out there yeah. of color out on the line. <laughs> um, and, you know, she's getting herself together. She did one city marathon this weekend um, to try to qualify to even be here next to be here next to do the mm-hmm. Olympic trials. But I screenshotted my Garmin elevation and she was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> she but she knows what it is. She's from Atlanta, so she knows what it is. Um, but I think that I just say that they will work for it, but they're built for it. Like they've come this far to even get to this point. It, mm-hmm. It's going to be it's going to be fine. They, like was, they know what it is. Like I was telling you, I'm not a, I mean, I'm 5'10". I'm not a big guy. Right. Um, I might big in weight at this point, but I'm not With. a big guy. You know, <laughs> it's you know. They were all so tiny. Mm-hmm. Like the tallest one was Ward, who was the guy that actually yeah. came in six at the at Rio like Olympics. Six, he's like six feet. Right? Yeah, he's a taller dude, but yeah. everybody else they kept walking in. I thought they were high schoolers. <laughs> I was like, who are these these <laughs> midgets and elves coming in here? <laughs> but I can see why they so fat. You know, they yeah. they can cover so much ground yeah. at such a such a speed. 
But sure. anyway, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Like I said, I really wanted to get out there, but I ran that Friday. I went to the, you know, I, I, I left work early. I went mm-hmm. to that little thing. When I got home, uh, Heather was going out of town for her, her bridal shower. The bridal shower. Her baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> baby shower. Her baby shower <laughs> yeah. up in Baltimore. So I had to drop her off yeah. at the airport. Five o'clock traffic. Right. Anyway, um, and... I got home. I had run a 10-miler um, that Good. day. I got home. I woke up Saturday morning. I was like, I looked at the clock. I was like, I'm yeah, not. I ain't going to make it. And no, I, I understand. Over. I ended up having to go to the race a lot earlier to pick up my bib because their mm-hmm. bib pickup was on Friday from 7 to 4. I'm like, I work. Like, there, I can't do 7 <laughs> It was at Atlantic like Station, those, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, those hours just wasn't working for me, so I had to go a little earlier, so it was early. Yeah, but, but I I'm glad you enjoyed it. it. Yeah, I looked forward it. to it. And just to let everybody know, so I did confirm that. So the route that we did on Saturday, for those that may have run it, is the last eight-mile loop that mm. the the Olympic hopefuls will be running. Um, they will run three six-mile loops and then one of the eight-mile loop. And then, of course, there's a 2.2-mile that's tacked on to a couple of those. And, of course, the six-mile loops is a piece of the eight-mile. So – even though we only they only did one eight mile loop, a pe- the six mile loops, the three six mile loops that they're going to be doing, they'll be running some of the same yeah. territory as that eight mile loop. Okay, and so it kind of helps them to be familiar with um, the process. And then of course they're going to have kind of a finish through, and they're going to run under the Olympic signs, you know, and all that. Of course, picture yeah. the, the the Olympic rings that are down by um, Turner Old Turner Field. So that's going to be exciting. So a lot of pictures and stuff will be seen there. So. I'm excited. I'm um, taking off and doing whatever we need to do for for that whole little weekend. I'm gonna be out there cheering. You're gonna be out there cheering. Yes, okay. I'm excited about it. Well, we're gonna have to get with Jay see if we can get some exclusive interviews. <laughs> we have to um, do something. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> now that was one. Ra- it was it was like race weekend. Yeah, and, and it all like kind of slipped my mind because I really didn't pay attention to all the. It, we yeah. are in the middle of race time right mm-hmm. now. It's, it's, it's warming We're up. We're starting to do spring races. It's, it's warming, warming up. up. So we had, what, Road to Goal. We had Little Rock Marathon and Half Marathon. We had Tokyo, which we'll be talking about that. And then One City Marathon. And, of course, there was 5K, 10Ks, and things like that that were going on, too. But those were some of the major yes. races that were going on this weekend. Little Rock, which is where the uh, Black National Marathon, Marathoners it, am I saying that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, association. They had their banquet. And right. our very own um, Heather King, yes. I received an award for um, completing her six majors. Her, her six majors. So that was Margo great. Congratulations. Award as well oh, really? For okay. Her, I think something about Boston Marathon, I guess, considering mm-hmm. going to Boston Marathon. Yeah. yeah. So she received an award as well. So congratulations to everybody that did that. And congrats to everybody that finished that race. It seemed like there was some hail or sleet or something going on out there. It was cold and raining. That race was a little difficult in, in Little Rock this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't really see a whole lot of people. I, I saw a few people that ran the half, mm-hmm. but but that was it. Did you know anybody running Tokyo? I didn't yes. know. Okay, I didn't know anybody yeah. that was running Tokyo. Yeah, I knew this a year. couple people that was running yeah. Tokyo. So um, not anybody that I, just on my timeline that definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. It. So yeah, some people. Um, so Kasim White. These are some New York people. Kasim mm-hmm. White, uh, JP Missions. What? Um, what is her name? Uh, Brooklyn. The young lady that runs um, Brooklyn. Allison? Yes, she was over there. She, she was cheer there. squad. She was supposed yeah. to have been running, but yeah. she, obviously well, she's expecting. Yeah, so, exactly. she's not. so, yes, there was a lot of cheer squad. So, mm-hmm. there was a lot of New York people that I know that did end up running it. Um, so, that was exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it snuck up on me. I actually didn't. I mean, I happened to Phillip look up King, on Saturday. I know he's a listener. He ran Tokyo. Can't forget he did? Him. Yes. I didn't see any yes. see any of that. I need to I need to touch bases with him. I know mm-hmm. Philip, you are a hardcore listener, so congratulations yeah. on Tokyo and being out there. So I will be hitting you up because Boston's that, coming up next. So yeah, he got he's done Boston, he's done Tokyo. He did did he do Chicago? He should be getting close. He yeah, I think Did he, he do Berlin? I don't think he's done Berlin. Okay. Yeah, he should be getting close to he's his getting uh close. his getting his stars. Carlos Boyd is close. Yeah, Carlos um, is close. He has, he has Boston. He has Boston and that's it. And he's Boston. done. Because he's done New York. I know he did Tokyo. Berlin? I think he might have one more after Boston. I'm and not, I don't remember Boston him year. doing Berlin. I, I yeah. think he's done Chicago. Yeah. But so, so we got quite so a So we got some people, people that's doing the six stars. Yeah. So that's 
an exciting thing. I do want to say um, I, I do appreciate the Black Marathon Association. I, I really am not big involved in it or anything, mm-hmm. but I think it's great that they have their own Hall of Fame, yeah. that they recognize people that mm-hmm. have these achievements. Right. Because really, you know, with running, if you're not a professional, yeah, you might get the the medals. Right. But, you know. Are you really getting recognized Yeah, nobody's really giving you doing. recognition. Because you are, you know, completing history. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're part of history. So I, I really appreciate that they do take the time and during their banquet, they do things like that. So yeah. it's not just, you know, some group, you know, right. they're actually doing something to, uh, to, to, to further the cause of African-American runners and marathoners yeah. and distance runners and we that sort of thing. We need to definitely continue to build that. And that's mm-hmm. a big, that's a big deal. Yeah. Give us our recognition. <laughs> Give it to us. Now I did get to watch, um, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Philip, so I don't know. I guess he didn't, he didn't win, <laughs> which is. Surprising. Surprising. I mean, Surprising. Phillips, I mean, how did you not win? <laughs> but um, the winners were both Ethiopian. Um, Legacy uh, was the male winner. He did it in two hours, four minutes, and 48 seconds. And then Aga, the, the woman's winner, uh, two hours, 20 minutes, and 40 seconds. The men's race was pretty much over after, mm-hmm. like, at mile 20. Right. Yeah, he just kind of, when, when the last pacer mm-hmm. got off, he was gone, and nobody was even even close to him. The mm-hmm. women was decently close. I mean, it wasn't like it was a sprint to the finish, but it was it was decently close um, at the end for them. But it was, you know, it was definitely hampered by weather, right? Rain um, and things like that. But it was still an interesting watch. Yeah. I, I watched it. Um, I I, fa- I I watched the replay. I fast forwarded fast through forwarded the, some sections through the commercials. Yeah. Um, but I pretty much watched the running. I like running, profe- watching professionals run marathons. Me too. I feel like I learned something. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it inspires me. It does. Technique. But, it inspires me to watch any race. Yeah. yeah. Not some. Yeah. Some. I, I definitely like watching watching marathon watching marathon runners. I'm not a big fan of half marathon watching, um, but because it seems like it's just a sprint and these people are just mm-hmm. incredibly. But Effortless. marathon effortless marathons. You definitely, um, even if you're an elite. It, it you this could takes go out. Something out of you. Yes, because mm-hmm. I mean the one thing that I did notice about um, Tokyo is a lot of guys went out too fast. I mean there were a lot of you know there was a couple of um, of the Japanese runners that DNF because they tried to go out. I guess there was an A and B elite mm-hmm. um, group that had pacers, mm-hmm. but they all went out together, and a lot of those guys. They Jetted fell out off. The box yeah, too fast yeah, and yeah. Off. And yeah. they said it really only was a second difference in the pacing, but it, I mean, over twenty miles, twenty six point two miles, that right. makes a difference. And I think that's what people underestimate. Like the distance of a marathon will take you to a whole nother level. Like, oh, you could feel great at mile thirteen, right? And that's why, like, sometimes when I we talk to some of these people that are like super fast, the fact that you can hold those paces for twenty six miles is twenty six point two. Mm. Give the credit to the point two. Um, <laughs> the twenty for twenty six point two miles is just amazing. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. I get to, I don't like watching when I'm watching foreign um, marathons in other countries mm-hmm. and they're kilometers. I'm like, dude, can't just say miles, can right? Just please, I'm just <laughs> I am sitting, over, I'm over here with a calculator. Where they at? Same. I be over here calculating. Like, okay, I'm okay. like, once you get past 10K, exactly. 20K, it's a wrap. It's like. I'm like, okay, hmm. 20K is nine point. After that, now, after that 20K, it's a wrap. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't I'm calculating. know how many miles he is right now. Is he almost done? <laughs> <laughs> is the finish line? Are they saying something about the finish line? Because I can't calculate no more. Yes, yes indeed. So, sure. But it was definitely, definitely <laughs> an, interesting, an interesting watch. What was cool, like I was saying before we started talking, was like all they they let the top ten finishers break the tape, which is great. That's, that's really it's interesting. Admirable. Yeah, like, the, like it may, just because you didn't do top three doesn't mean that you still shouldn't be celebrated. Exactly, like, I think that that's awesome. Exactly. Now tell tell them how the the Japanese treat you though if you you if you ain't crossing <laughs> the tape in the right amount of time. <laughs> So, of course, I read an article from uh, Marathon Investigations, and Tokyo does not play about their cutoff times. And so there's been a lot of going back and forth about some people being very upset because they basically got swept off the course at 10K. Not 10 miles, Tommy. 10K. At 10K. Because they did not make... Is it it 200? It's got to be. It's a a world major. It's got to be two something. Yes. And... Oh, dude! If I fly to Tokyo, <laughs> right? I didn't. I I didn't had to catch a flight from think- Atlanta, change planes in LA. Yes, I might even have a layover in Hawaii <laughs> to get to Tokyo. 
Right. And you sweeping me off course of 10K? Yes. Oh, somebody going to jail. Yes. So people was really <laughs> upset that they got swept off the course. I guess these people, these white coat men come out. Like, what they look <laughs> like, they ready to take you off the course. So there is a seven-hour marathon cutoff yeah. for, for the marathon. And mm-hmm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, majority marathons have some kind of cutoff. Oh, yeah. Just Definitely like, world majors. Okay, let, yeah. me, let me say this, because I know I was... I dealt with this on my first marathon, just like Chicago. So they don't, they have a cutoff as well, but they have a cutoff. Like for me, I was really worried about getting into the newspaper. And if you don't make, if you don't meet, I know it's random, but if you don't do a 630 or better, you don't get in a newspaper. You could be a finisher, but you don't get in a newspaper. The souvenir newspaper. Yeah, the newspaper that they do the next day on Monday in Chicago. That you got to buy. Yes, but your name is in the newspaper. I don't care. You got to buy it. Dude, your name is in the phone book, too. <laughs> so, you <laughs> no give that away book. for free. So, ain't no phone <laughs> Anyway, but there still is a cutoff, right? So, with that being said, seven-hour marathon for Tokyo. So, it's about a 16-minute mile, Which right? is not like you're telling people they got to, you know, they got to flat-out fly. I mean, you know, and no, no disrespect for anybody that does a 16-minute mile in the yes, marathon. for sure. But... Is that that is a reasonable, right? Because we're not gonna sit here and let you walk a marathon, right? And per looking up Tokyo Marathon information, mm-hmm. so there's a seven hour cutoff for the marathon, or seven hour is the cutoff for the marathon in general. Wheelchair marathon is two hour and ten minutes, and then they have a ten k race that's an hour and forty minutes um, that you have a cutoff for, and the wheelchair is thirty five minutes. So basically, what it sounds like the Tokyo did is that if you're not at that ten k mark. Mm-hmm. By that 140, they just pulling you off. They're not even worried about you picking up speed. <laughs> they're not. They're just like, nah, we're not allowing you to go 20.2 more miles. Like, we're not doing You're this. You're done. And, of course, they established the fact that the cutoff is fully enforced because of traffic, road closings, not having enough security, not ha- you know, limitations to yeah. event cooperation and all that stuff. So, it, so but all it you lazy like Americans. You lazy Americans don't go to Japan thinking you're just going to chill and, right. and, and, and do uh, yeah. with your selfie Selfies stick stuff. all no, over the place. They, they not you need to run. It was so it was very interesting to me because I was reading kind of the threads and the comments mm-hmm. on um, on this article that I saw this from. And it was a guy that was from Tokyo. He was like, yeah, you Americans think y'all can come over here and not follow the rules. <laughs> you don't play over here. I'm just like, wow. Like okay. he was not playing. Like, calm all right, down. calm, calm down. down. I'm pretty sure it's not just Americans that are slow or than y'all think like some people have mishaps. And I think that there were some people that were like, oh, I had to go use the bathroom, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I mean, when you go to the bathroom on a regular marathon anywhere else, mm-hmm. like your time keep ticking yeah. from the first time you cross that fence, cross the, um, I mean, the mat. I mean, both of us have been in marathons and had to go to the bathroom. Yes, that time keeps yes. ticking. Yeah. I don't stop my Garmin. <laughs> Exactly. Because exactly. you're that's the time that's mm-hmm. gonna register, like from Matt to Matt. Like yeah. no. <laughs> wow. So, but so Tokyo for those that are running Tokyo, be cognizant of the time cutoff because they are very serious about it, and they have people out there that are sweeping people off the course. Well, yes. I did find out something really interesting just talking well, since we're talking about marathons. So I did finally go ahead and pay for Publix <laughs> Marathon. Ooh. And actually, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was like 100 bucks because I got a discount because I'm an uh, ATC member. Right. So I got a little bit of a discount. But you actually, which is kind of uh, is kind of weird. So if you are running the marathon, the Publix, you get a free ticket to the Georgia Aquarium. Nice. The, but only the day before the marathon. Oh. Who's going to be wanting to walk that, around in the marathon? You want to rest your legs. Like, who the hell? <laughs> It's walking around the aquarium the day before you about to run a marathon. <laughs> so that's what really, because at first when I saw it, I was like, oh, and I was like, wait a minute. This is the day Because I was like, oh, because I've never, I've never been to the Georgia Aquarium. Okay. So I was kind of excited, like, oh, cool. I get, wait a minute. I'm not going to be walking around no damn marathon. I mean. <laughs> that could be your takeout. Exactly. <laughs> but also, also the aquarium is going to do a, a pasta dinner that you can buy a voucher for nice. as well. So, you know, kind of cool little, cool little I perk. I do see ATC is reaching out and trying to do some things connecting to the community. I yeah. think that's awesome. Yeah. So that was a cool little perk. Nice. Um, and so uh, um, every once in a while I go through, you know, looking at apps and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So I found this app called Run Bet. Run B E T run bet. So basically you bet on yourself. Hmm. So, and, and I haven't figured cause I haven't done it yet. So I was going to wait until after I finished the marathon before I, I actually try it, right. but you can actually win money yes. by, com- by 
staying healthy by doing these runs. So basically, like the kind of ones I've looked at, they have different levels, intermediate, beginner, advanced. But you can go on there and bet. And now you got to spend some money. You so, spend money on yourself. And it looks like most of them is anywhere between 20 and $40 okay. that you actually have to put in the pot. Okay. And everybody else puts their money in the pot. Mm-hmm. Everybody that completes whatever it is. So, like, just for an example, it's not like you just got to run a week. You got to complete, like, maybe a five- or six-week training program. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody that completes it gets to split the pot. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, you get, you get your, money your money back. money back if you complete it. But for the people that don't complete it, of course, they lose their money, and that's split among the, the other, other people. So you could come out. Pretty nice. With a little little something. You can so come I'm, back I'm with gonna, your money plus I, I can't tell y'all everything because I haven't tried it, but I'm telling y'all I'm going to try it after this yes. marathon. I'm going to come back and tell you if, if I want any money. If you get your coins, I'm totally here for it. Because Dude. you know what that is? That is virtual accountability. Exactly. And making sure that you stay on top of it and you can get money with it. And Listen. the thing was, when I first saw it, I was like, are people really doing this? Dude, there was one that the pot was like at four grand. Yes. So I was like, shoot, yeah, let me get on on this. So, Take all your uh, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. Virtual accountability. That's great. And I think that, you know, when you and I were looking at it, Tommy, mm-hmm. it was some ones on there for beginners or people for beginners. So people that were interested in getting off the, you know, getting off the couch or just doing something. It's it's good that they have something out there for them, whether it be like a half mile run, you know, yeah. five days a week or something exactly. like that. Like it was something just to hold people accountable and nobody's out there judging you because you don't really know these people that are in this competition exactly. with you. Exactly. So, so I'll, I'll get back. I'm going to do, and I'll get back to let you know, number one, how are they being accountable? Like, is it through Strava? Yeah. You know, what app Garmin? is it that exactly. we have to upload? Upload, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, and then from there, I'll kind of let you know if I, if I come back with any coins. Give me some coins. That, shoot, that might be my little side gig. Listen, part-time job. <laughs> shoot, you out here running anyway. Also, I want to know if, like, can you can you bet more than one, mm-hmm. you know, thing you at a time? time? Exactly. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll definitely look into that. Girl. So, are you ready for a... Uh, Cherry Blossom. I am getting there. Getting there? I'm getting there. Yeah. Are you? Are I you, am. I think, I, did, did you run with Ayana recently? I thought I saw you smiling somewhere with Ayana. You so silly. <laughs> she posted a picture from when her first half marathon was. Oh, that's what and that she was. she had acknowledged that I had been with her whole, whole route of getting <laughs> becoming a half marathoner and all that. And I have. Girl, I've been there. Um, so that's what she posted. She and I have not run in two weeks because mm-hmm. I've been racing every weekend. Okay. So I raced uh, Roll to Goal and then weekend before last I did um, – Atlanta Union Mission 5K. Yeah. So How was I've that? How was the, the, fi- the Atlanta Mission 5K? It was a great call. Uh-huh. How was the... Any of you over here, like, 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 she is, like, being interviewed by reporters for a movie. I enjoyed being on the set. <laughs> it was a great cause. <laughs> this was a great cause. I'm really happy to be here. Let's just say... I need to get stronger in heels. We just gonna say that. Well, I'm with you. That yeah. I need to get stronger. And it's like there's no reason why I shouldn't know that I'm gonna get my ass handed to me. But you know, it's just kind of like yeah. that's how it was on that race. It was cold too. Oh yeah, it I think cold. I remember that morning. That it was it was chilly. it was it was chilly, and then it was a little muddy. But it was it was an okay race. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, so it's real interesting when you're driving in Atlanta to get to a race and you see where they had the cones lined up. You're like, am I going up or down this hill? <laughs> but, yeah, I just need to get stronger. So I can't be talking negative about hills. So I can just get stronger and be smart. Yeah, I think moving out here to Tucker has hurt me because I know I'm – because I ran – I went and ran the first part of Publix, which mm-hmm. is that – because basically the – now, since the course has changed, right? You the the marathoners and the half marathoners all run that first thirteen together. Okay. So you pretty much run that mm-hmm. loop, and then, and then the half mar- marathoners, you know, shoot off and they finish at Centennial. Right. You back at Centennial, mm-hmm. and then you run out you again. Exactly. Ooh, that's so. Ooh. Yeah, that sound real dirty, don't it? Like you coming in. You want to make this left for this break? Yeah. You gonna go finish yeah. now? You gonna do this? Because you know it, it <laughs> used to be, you know, over there off of I want to say North. Where the split, like you would split either turn to go down Highland or you would go straight like you were heading out toward Decatur. Right. And now, you're on that little bridge. Exactly. That's where the split is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that little split. Now everybody runs together and you can see the half marathon finish Finishing. line. Yeah, that's and you're like, you know what? I, I think I'm going to call this right I here. still make it to brunch. Right. Um, so, <laughs> but anyway, I ran yeah. it and uh, yeah, it, it's 
Hilly. Yeah. 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 I mean, which, I mean, of course, it's Atlanta. It's Atlanta. And so, and but we just it's just been a minute since I've been doing it. And that's the thing. Like, I told myself, like, this latter part of the training, because I am, I am. what's today's day? Oh, I'm a month out. I got to get my life. <laughs> I'm a month out from Cherry Blossom, so that means um, I need to get some stuff together, and I need to do some more running, city running. Um, I usually do, there's a couple routes that I know in Atlantic Station mm-hmm. that are really good, down Peachtree, some back roads. Yeah. Doing uh, Northside Drive mm-hmm. Hill. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I need to I need to tackle those and just stop being so finicky when it comes to them because it's like if you don't get stronger you're not gonna be able to beast them out. So that's what you gotta do. You gotta get because if you can conquer heels, it gives you so much confidence on your run. It does. It gives you. It does. Way way. You feel confident. like you walking every hill, and then <laughs> you just like you know what I'm just gonna give up. It looks very different. So, very, but yes, very. I am. I'm ready to get out there. I haven't done a travel race in a while. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Time. Some company with me. So I'm excited. Ayana's going and uh-huh. she'll be running too. So oh, she's I'm running. Okay. Forward. Yeah, she's running as well. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good weekend. All of my DRC people that that knows that we're coming, uh-huh. you know, Run Girl, DRC running community, like I'm just, I'm excited. That's good. It sounds like it's going to be a, it's a gonna fun be a time. It's going to be a great weekend. <laughs> it is. Gonna Are you going to get a chance to go to the Black Museum? What is it called? So, listen, let me tell you what happened with the Black History Museum. Mm-hmm. So, when the government shutdown happened oh. earlier this year, so they had advanced. So, you have to get advanced tickets, yeah. like advanced, yeah. advanced, advanced yeah. tickets. So, mm-hmm. January 12th, they were opening it to for you to get advanced tickets mm-hmm. for April. Yeah. So, in January, you were getting tickets for April. But because of the government shutdown, they never did it. So I called uh, like a month ago, and they basically said, well, until they give us our money, we can't fund y'all any tickets. So they still have it on hold. So I don't know. Like, it's our plan. Um, My boyfriend and I are going to – well, that's our plan is Mm. to be one of our days out there is to go do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're hoping we can grab some tickets, or we'll just go and hopefully be in line or whatever because they say the lines are still long too. Well, I mean, because I really wanted to go. Like, if I was planning on running, you know, the Mar- the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and my plan was to go then, and yeah. that's when I, like you were saying, I started investigating. They're like, yeah, yeah. you got to get your tickets Months early. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they do have days like during the week. They they have they have days that you can you go can and get in line up. Yeah. and show up. So we're planning on either doing that. We've already gotten our flight, so probably doing that maybe that Monday after, and that'll mm-hmm. be, you know, I might be limping through that thing, but, you know, just going and enjoying our day before we fly You can out. do it. bye. <laughs> you can do a 10-miler. I'm excited. That's good. That's good. Yes. Well, uh, we got a guest. Yes, we do. Okay, we're going to talk to a Masika Henry, and she's going to mm-hmm. be coming up here in just a moment. All right. All right. Okay, and we are back with the Run Duo, and today I have the honor of speaking with Sika Henry. How are you doing today, Sika? I'm good, thank you. Great. Now, Sika, um, you, I could sit here and list your accolades for days. You're a competitive triathlete. You've won, you've won, not competed in. You've won two marathons. You are a graduate of a uh, graduate of Tufts University in economics. You graduated in, with a degree in economics. That's a class that nobody wants to take, and you actually got a degree in it, um, as, yeah. as well as you are a project manager. Um, you've been featured yeah. in the USA uh, Triathlon Magazine, uh, Washington Post, and you're a, fle- a freelance writer. So you've got a lot of stuff going on. Yep, I'm a multitasker. <laughs> I can see that. And the thing is, I mean, just when I was kind of, you know, you know, of course, I Googled you. And when I did that, of course, it brings up everything that you've probably ever done in your whole life. Um, <laughs> um, you are, a, regardless of being a triathlete um, and being good at it and, and, you know, excelling at it, you're a successful person. I've always noticed that people who are successful in one aspect of their life are usually successful in all aspects of life. So I, I would think that's the kind of kind of person you are. Um, so yeah. tell us, Sika, how did you get, how did your fitness journey start? How did you get into doing triathlons? Sure. So, um I grew up playing just about every sport you can think of. Um, it was never an option for my brother and I. We just always had to be in something. Um, so I grew up primarily a swimmer. I was never excellent at it, but it was a pretty big sport in my life. And then um, I was a little burned out by my senior year of high school, and I always wanted to try track and field. Um, and the coach saw me in gym practice one day and he thought I could jump pretty high. So he had me come in and try out and I uh, fell in love with the high jump. And at that point I already had gotten accepted into Tufts University. So I contacted the track coach there and 
I asked if I'd be able to try out for the team and I was a walk-on and I ended up doing track and field actually all four years, um, primarily focused on the high jump. And a little known fact is uh, I still have the school record uh, on the four by four relay. So I wasn't the fastest out of all of them. In fact, I wasn't like in love with running, which is funny because now I do all this endurance stuff. But my coach and I joke about it now that uh, she couldn't even get me to like run a mile. Like I hated just doing the mile to warm up. I'm like, it's too long and I'm sweating. I'm out of breath. And, um, and then after college, I wanted to stay in shape. So I started just you know signing up for local road races and doing 5Ks and, and things like that. I did my first marathon in 2007. I was completely undertrained for it, and it was kind of a miserable experience. I think I crossed the finish line in like maybe three hours and 57 minutes, which isn't terrible, but um, I, I didn't enjoy the experience, and it took another seven years to get me to try it again. And that time I went in better prepared, and uh, I ran like 311. And at the time, it was an inaugural event out here in Newport News, Virginia, and um, I just had this wonderful day and I won unexpectedly and that kind of set me up for doing a whole bunch of road races later on. Um, and in regard to my triathlon journey, um, I was going through a pretty rough time in my life around 2013. I was actually going through a divorce mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I was still young. I was in my twenties and stuff like that. But of course, you know, uh, it felt like the end of the world at the time. So I didn't handle it very well. And um, I wanted an outlet and there was a local triathlon in Hampton, actually about 10 minutes from Hampton University. And it was sprint triathlon and I registered for it. I didn't own a bike or anything. I never even swam in open water. Um, so it was kind of like a mad dash to like hurry up and get all the things that I needed, but it was a good distraction. And, uh, I did it and I just, I loved it. I loved the experience and I got hooked on it and I've been doing it ever since. Well, I mean, you know, getting into triathlons is, is not an easy thing, but I mean, I guess it's a little easier when you're out running, winning marathons. It's like, oh, I'm winning marathons. <laughs> so you're saying I just got to get a bike and swim a little bit? Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So it sounds like you, you were ready to go there. Was it, be, I mean, I guess what drew you to the triathlon? Because you won a marathon. So I would, you know, I would think, okay, right. well, I won a marathon, so basically I'm good at this running thing. Why add yeah. the rest of that to it? I do not know, Tommy. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. Um, yeah, I I feel like I'm more of a natural runner, and it seems like the longer the distance, the better I get. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely can handle, um, you know, some of the mileage and stuff like that, and um, even now, sometimes I find myself like my co I have a coach now and we won't even run that much. We'll focus on the swim and the bike and then mm -hmm. he'll still have me go out and do a random road race and I'm still running kind of the same time. So, and it's like, I put all this time and energy into the swim and bike to only see these minuscule gains. So <laughs> it is a little frustrating and there are definitely times when I'm like, uh, maybe I should just go back to running. But I think the fact that I haven't quite figured it out and there's so much room for improvement, I mm -hmm. think that's what draws me to it I want to see how much I can get out of it like how much more how much further I can go and um, I think in terms of like minorities in the sport and mm -hmm. especially African Americans it's kind of just like this untapped market and I think it's cool to be you know in some ways I've kind of become one of the faces of it yes. and uh, people are following the journey and stuff, so it's just like, okay, I got to do this. I got to see how how good I can get, how much further I can go in this sport. And and I see, you know, like I said, I mentioned you're you're a freelance writer. You have a blog, you have a website. What made you what what in, pushed you or you decided to op do a blog? Because I mean, that's one thing I've always thought about, but I hate writing. So it sounds like you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, what <laughs> yeah. what um what got what made you decide to to start the blog and the website and everything and kind of tell people about your journey? So the blog when I first started that, it was really just to kind of keep track of how I felt before races. I actually suffer from like severe performance anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I'll forget how I felt before a race, how a race went after, like 
if I don't write it down, I it, it's like the story becomes lost. So it was kind of just like chronicling things. Mm-hmm. And my parents enjoyed reading and stuff like that. And when I first started blogging, you know, I would get like maybe 20 people would read it, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which was mostly just my parents, my best friends, and that was it. <laughs> um, but then I found that I started getting more competitive and winning races and then going after triathlon and just kind of putting it all out there for anyone to see it it became more popular and it grew and you know it went from only 20 people reading it to thousands of people reading it and people like i'm so um i guess authentic in it like i talk about the struggles i talk about how i felt like dropping out of a race and stuff so i think because i show the reality of what it's like that it's not just easy and you win like it takes a lot of work that maybe i think everybody can relate to a struggle so Mm -hmm. they can um they can appreciate it and and that's why i just put it out there for people yeah and i, I think that's the reason a lot of people and anybody that is real i mean get in this society that we live in i mean what's the most popular shows on tv reality tv people like to see right. people's reality they like to see other people's reality and i think that's what makes you know blogs where you talk authentically about what's going on you're not just showing the sunshine you're showing you know the 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 rain um i think that draws right. people to want to to uh find out what's going on with you now i i see here one of your goals actually is to get your your pro card I mean, okay, first off, we all know that, you know, all triathletes are millionaires because that's the only way you can actually afford to. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing because, like, what? everybody I know that's a triathlete, they're like, dude, I, I have no money. I'm broke just buying this bike, you know. Oh. So I, I completely oh, right. understand that. But, like, what, yeah. what's we, drawn we, you to become a pro? We work to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we work to support our habit. <laughs> it's like a drug. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, and and I listen to the statistics, and I think you have some of it posted on your website. Like, there's literally like 0.5 percent African Americans in that. That now, when you say that, is that pros or is that just the whole sport? Itself? No, the whole sport itself. There are only 0.5 percent. There's only been one African American professional triathlete ever. Really? Wow. Yep. And, that, and there's never been a female. It was only a male. That is amazing. And, you know, what's crazy is because when you say and it shows like when you look at life from a certain perspective, being somebody that runs and is, you know, in fitness and, you know, runs marathons, my timeline is full of triathletes. So when I saw that statistic, I was like, really? Because to me, it looks like there's so many more. But, you know, I guess in the scheme of things, it's really not. You just know them all. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I was about to say. I probably know every last one of them. Yep, you do. I I, I know I do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, with that few, and then another thing, I think this was something you said, and this might be on your your website too, that only 70%, no, no, 70% of African Americans can't swim. Is that correct? Yep, they lack basic swimming skills. So if you threw them in the deep end, it wouldn't be a pleasant sight. Wow. Yeah, And, you know, that yeah. shows me I need to apologize to a lot of people because I, whenever I hear somebody say that they can't swim, I go in. I'm not, I, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I get real, like, how do you not know how to swim? Right. I mean, but I'm from right. Florida, of course. In Florida, everybody had a pool. You know, everybody, you know, had opportunity right. to swim. So it never right. really crossed my mind that there were so many African-Americans that did not know to swim. So that would make sense of why so few African-Americans are triathletes, I mean. Right. Um, so what right. is, what's pushing you to, is it just because you want to be the first female African-American or is it just something regardless if it was about being the first or anything like that, this is something that you just really want to do as far as uh, being a pro triathlete. You know, I think when you put so much time and effort into something, you want to be at the top of the sport. Um, You know, if I spend a lot of time studying for an exam, I want to get an A, you know, I don't just want to get a C and Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I am in general about everything that I do. I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I have a type A personality. So I think if I, even if I wouldn't be the first, I would still go after it. I mean, there could very well be somebody who comes along and, you know, a female gets their pro card before me and then I would no longer be the first, but that wouldn't mm-hmm. keep me from not still going after that same goal. So, so it's just a goal. Uh, that but you yeah, want. yeah. Yes, exactly. Now, and it's pretty cool to, to say that I'm the first if that was to happen. <laughs> if it was to happen, it's still cool yes. to say. Um, <laughs> what does it entail to get your pro card? I mean, is it, is it that somebody has to sponsor you to be on the pro tour? Does it mean you have to, 
you know, meet certain time criteria? What what does it mean to get the pro card? Sure. Yeah. So it's not like cycling, like what you just said, um, you know, getting sponsored and being on a team and stuff. It's not like that. Um, you Every federation or country, they have their own set of rules. So in the U.S., um, our governing body is USA Triathlon. So they set the rules every year. And for the past couple of years, um, there have been like five different pathways to get your pro card. One of them could be being the top 10 amateur overall at the Ironman World Championships in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, the route that I'm trying to go after is to be the top, th- uh, top three amateur overall at a elite qualifying race. Mm. So on my schedule this year, I'm doing um, Ironman 70.3. Texas and 70.3 Eagle Man and 70.3 Augusta and all three of those races are elite qualifying races so if I'm one of the top three amateur women across the finish line then I would earn my pro card um, and just to put it in context I did um, some Ironman 70.3 Eagle Man last year and I was about 10 minutes away from a top three place oh, wow. so yeah I lose a lot of time on the bike. I'm not a very good cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like you're you're right, and I can see why you're going for it because you're right there. It's not like you know, like me yeah. wanting to be in Boston. I I got a while to go before I can get to Boston, mm-hmm. but you are right on the cusp of of you know qualifying. So that that's a great thing. So yeah. we definitely wish yeah. you wish you luck with that. Now, um, thank you. As far as the and and we talked a little bit about this before we came on on air. Um, because I saw and the, the when I first saw you was um, um, when you interviewed with Coach Nicole on Conversation uh, Pace. But also I saw you when you were, um, I guess, on stage when they were announcing the um, Hampton University HBCU uh, female triathlons team. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Like how how did you get involved? I know you said you were more of a you're not really you came in late, I guess. But what was right. your involvement actually? In, you know, the little that it was. Um, sure. So I've already, I, I have been in touch with USA Triathlon for a couple years now because um, I wrote an article for them, for their magazine. Um, so I'd already, they have my contact information and some students had reached out to me who were at the um, Olympic Training Center and they were working on um, this project, which was basically getting a triathlon team at a HBCU. Um, and they had found, you know, my information online and through USA Triathlon, they contacted me. So I had a feeling something was in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were asking me questions and stuff like that um, and how they thought, uh, you know, how you can get more people in the sport and stuff like that. Um, and then when it finally happened, I was contacted a couple weeks before and, you know, USAT had told me that Hampton University had accepted the program and that they were, you know, contributing funds to it and stuff like that. And they asked if I wanted to be the athlete representative uh, to speak at the official announcement on the campus. Um, and then I got to know the athletic director um, from speaking on campus and now I'm kind of like a I don't know, I guess you, if you want to call it a mentor or something like that, but because I live in the area and mm-hmm. I do triathlons and stuff like that, if they have any questions about, you know, where to go for training and stuff like that, um, I'm available. And that's great. Yeah. I mean, because they definitely, I'm sure with this being the first team there, they definitely need someone who knows all that kind of thing. So have they, and, and mm-hmm. if you don't know the answer, that's fine. Have they, have they gotten a coach yet? I mean, you know, have they started looking into, you know, you know, um, recruiting athletes, that sort of thing? Sure. No. So I think they're still at the really early beginning stages. Um, I, the last time I spoke with the athletic director was a few, uh, probably about a month ago. So I'm not sure if things have changed since then, mm-hmm. but I know she mentioned that um, this is a little different for them because the sports that they had before, um, they were actually club sports and they were able to turn it into a varsity sport, but this is totally doesn't exist. So, and it's going to be a varsity sport. So they're really starting at the ground and, um, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of, it's going to take a lot of time and yeah. effort and everything and to, in order to get it up and running by next year. Oh, of course, of course. And that was going to be my next question. So it is next year when they're going to try to start competing. Yeah, the next season. Okay, okay. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I did attend Hampton for, for one year and then I jumped to Howard. But um, 
I love the school. That's honestly, when I saw that it was Hampton, it made a whole lot of sense from because of where it is, um, you right. know, that sort of thing, and the type of school that it is. Um, I was mm-hmm. not surprised when I read the article. They said they had a sailing team and that sort of thing. That, that's very Hampton right. to me. So I was like, okay, it makes a lot of sense <laughs> that they do that. And also, it to me, and I and I guess I don't know this, do even though this is the first HBCU with a women's team, are there quite a few colleges, not just HBCU, just college in general, that have triathlon teams? Is that a, a big uh, thing now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, actually. Division one, two, II, and three, I believe. Um, and, you know, like they have nationals every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's definitely growing. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I can't recall how many, maybe 17 schools, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's great. I'm just, I'm always a fan of sports in college to get someone to college. I'm not, you know, I mean, of course, like you're you're trying to turn pro, but I mean, how many, you know, slots are there going to be for someone to turn pro in a, you know, for triathletes, you know, maybe not a whole lot, but if it can get you a scholarship to a school where you can get an education that's I'm all for that. And I'm always uh, cheering for that. And especially now at an HBCU giving a chance for African-American kids to, to, you know, chase their dream. You know, I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure a lot of African-American kids are kind of like I was when I was growing up. The only thing I knew about triathlons was the Ironman in Hawaii. You know, it was wide world sports. Right. Um, it would be on. And I ain't going to lie, I go jump in the pool. I swim a few laps. I jump <laughs> out. I get on my bike. I ride yeah. around the block. And then maybe I get off and run yeah. around the block. And that would be my, like, little personal triathlon. But I always right. thought that was something I would like to try um, just from watching a wide world of sports. Now it's great that uh. if there is some kid out there watching it, there's some place they can take that dream and actually, you know, fulfill right. it and it'll get them a scholarship to a school. So that, that's a great thing yeah. to hear. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're, you're involved in that. Now I, I want to go back to your marathoning. Cause you said, cause I remember you said this on um, the uh, interview I listened to that you, you did with coach Nicole, that your first marathon, you ran a sub four marathon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know I don't like you right I, now, I, right? You know I'm really <laughs> disliking because you, you – what did you say, 356? So <laughs> oh, my God. I was so Stop talking. Okay, <laughs> this interview is over. Uh, <laughs> you know how hard oh, I, I work to I, run a 355? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I bet you weren't puking and crying at one point. At one point, I literally stopped. I think it was around, like, mile 22 or something, mm-hmm. and I saw a spectator, and I asked if I could use her cell phone, and I called my best, my best friend to come pick me up, and she didn't <laughs> answer the phone. So I was forced to finish. I had to finish oh it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. And so the next one that you ran, that was seven years later. Yeah. But the next one you ran, you won it. Yes. I mean, that's, yeah. I can understand why you went to, to become a triad. Cause I mean, everything just, it was probably just so easy for you. You were just like, uh. Oh no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was, a, it was a different experience, but it was a better experience. Mm-hmm. I went into it much more prepared. I had done a whole bunch of 20 mile runs mm-hmm. and um, I think I did everything the right way. I experimented with nutrition and I was a completely different athlete at that point. Mm -hmm. And triathlon actually changed me as an athlete. Um, I went from not being able to crack 20 minutes in the 5K and just not being able to up my mileage without getting injured. And then once I started training for triathlons, I think because of, you know, all the cross training and you're working different muscles and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, um, my fitness just kind of exploded and I went from not being able to break 20 minutes in a 5k to being able to run in the low 18s and it was literally within a span of a few months so I would actually uh attribute my triathlon training and racing to like the to the success I've had in running yeah I would yeah and I could see that I mean you know with all the different um disciplines the three different disciplines i could imagine it would help your running as well now as far as the three disciplines i'm sorry three disciplines is it you said the bike is is your most challenging i guess yes okay so what do you so does your coach since that's the most challenging one does your coach make you hit that one harder to try to 
you know, because if you can get yeah. that one faster, it would definitely, you know, help you toward your goal. So does he, how do you, how do you do that with the three different uh, disciplines? That's one thing I always like to ask triathletes because it's, to me, it just, when I miss a day of running, I feel like I'm losing yeah. something. You know what I mean? So yeah. how do you oh, balance sure. those three? Sure. So I struggled a lot with the fact that he cut my running back so much. Um, so just to backtrack a little, after I had done that marathon uh, that I had won at 311, I went at it again the next year. Um, and I think I, oh, I did the Dallas Marathon at the National Black Marathoners Association. Mm. I got that time down to 307. Mm. And then I did my next one the following year, the same marathon at the One City Marathon. I got it down to 306. And then I got a coach who really helped me dial in, um, or she helped me do my first half Ironman. And I found that it was almost like the more training I did with the swimming and everything and the biking, um, I started developing more power and everything. And I almost broke three hours. Um, I did three hours and six seconds. Wow. And, but I figured that or I realized that I was not improving as well as much as I wanted to in triathlon because I was doing such high mileage in the running um, so I actually switched coaches and you know I told him my goals that it was to eventually turn pro and stuff and he was like well your bike is significantly worse than everybody else's so that is what we need to focus on your run it will be there so like have confidence that if we cut back your run mileage and we really focus on bike mileage, like your, your run will be okay. So I struggled a lot with it, you know, going from running 50, 60 miles a week down to 20 miles a week, you know, you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm probably losing all my run fitness. Um, so we cut back, you know, I went to running just three days a week and biking, you know, five days a week, like 10 hours a week on the bike. Um, so I did miss running, but this um, the improvement that I saw on the bike made it worth it. And I trust him. And I think if you find the right coach and, you know, you see the improvements and they're keeping you injury free, it's just best to listen to what, you know, like yeah. they know what they're doing. So I just put it all in his hands. Well, and let me ask this, because, I mean, I've noticed like every triathlete I, I talk to, they have a coach yeah. and, and I know you, you know, you're on a level where you definitely would have to have one, but even before you started trending that way, would you just recommend a coach for triathletes? Um, as opposed to, cause I know with running, I, I've never had a coach. I kind of follow, you know, cookie quarter, I guess you would call it cookie cutter, um, programs. Is that not something that right. you would recommend if somebody was trying to do like a full iron or a half iron? Um, no, I think it's what you want to get out of it. Um, for me, when I first started doing triathlons, I didn't have a coach. I had a book, mm. and I would just, like you, I would look up stuff online and, and things like that. But if you are trying to step up your game or compete at the elite level, then it's probably best to find somebody who can help structure your training. Um, if you're somebody who overtrains, you might need somebody who will you know, help rein you in mm. um, and keep you from getting injured. Um, if you need some, like for some people, it helps to have that, you know, is that person kind of standing over them, making sure that they're getting the workouts in, if they're using training peaks, like for me, I wouldn't do probably half the workouts that I do if I didn't have a coach, but I know that if I don't upload, you know, my Garmin data into training peaks and he sees that I'm doing the workouts, um, you know, it keeps me honest yeah. and it keeps me working out every day. So it's what you want to get out of it if you need, you know, that motivation that like, you know, somebody kind of looking over and making sure that you're doing what needs to be done. Or if you are, you know, like totally burnt out and overtraining, you might need somebody who's looking at it and be like, well, we need to cut back in this area and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, and I saw. So I heard think you, it's, an, it's an individual choice. Of course, and that's what I was going to say. It sounds very individual because I heard you say like you were doing too many miles in the morning, so you you switch coaches. I mean, is that kind of you just kind of fill out your coach, or do you get take recommendations from other people? How did how did you find these coaches? I'm sure. So, well, I left my no, my first coach. She was an amazing run coach. Mm -hmm. um, she was a triathlon coach, but I really needed somebody with a bike focus. That's why I switched uh, to the coach that I have now. Mm -hmm. Um, he coaches people at the world level, so oh, wow. I, I felt like I needed that, yeah. Um, in terms of finding the right coach, I would say ask around. Um, 
you know, like I, the coach that I have now, my ex-boyfriend at the time, he recommended a few people and I kind of interviewed them. You know, I, I asked them, you know, who they train, you know, the results that they found, like it was really important for me to be with somebody that um, had athletes that were amateurs and eventually became pro. So I'm like, okay, he's successful at turning, you know, somebody who's kind of average into being a top athlete. Okay. Um, and then, you know, it, it, and then for some people, they want to be able to be in constant communication with their coach. Like, so for me, I text my coach a lot. <laughs> like, I'm sure he's sick of me, but I need, I need that, you know, like if I do a workout, it didn't go well. I need to be able to, you know, text him immediately. But like, what did you think of this and that? So, um, so it depends on if you want somebody hands on or not, but I would say just, you know, talk to other athletes, find out who their coaches are, what they like about them, what they don't like about them, um, get their contact information and kind of just interview them. Now, are you a sponsored athlete at this point? Because I think I saw on your blog that you have some products, yes. I guess, that, that sponsor you. Like, who are your sponsors right now? Sure. So my sneaker sponsor is Hoka. Um, Hoka One One. Um, they're getting more and more popular. Mm -hmm. And I love their sneakers. I was a Nike girl for life. And then I met a rep at a conference that I had spoken at. Mm -hmm. And we kept in touch. And he was like, let me send you a couple sneakers. See what you think of them. So uh, I run in the Clifton's. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm sponsored by them, and I'm actually filming with them next week. So I'll be I'm excited to share that that link for the video when it comes out. Oh, perfect. Um, okay. And then my other sponsor is Point Two Running Company. They're a local company, uh, a local running store. Um, they sell everything from nutrition to sneakers um, and gear and stuff like that. So whenever I need stuff before I travel for a race, I always swing by there. And mm -hmm. um, I think people don't realize like. Local sponsors, they're really great. Um, they usually like have ambassador programs and stuff like that. So, and you don't have to be, you know, a world-class athlete in order to get sponsored. So people who are athletes that are listening to this, reach out to your local stores. Um, and then also uh, In-N-Out Express Care, their urgent care facility right out here in Hampton Roads. They have a few locations and they support uh, four athletes or four triathletes every year, um, two male and two female. And I got picked this year, so they'll be supporting me. And then um, my last sponsor is uh, Zoot. Um, they make uh, triathlon apparel and um I will be racing in their wetsuit, speedsuit, and uh, my own custom kit this year. So, <laughs> Now, um, have we missed anything? I mean, I, I've really enjoyed speaking with you, but is there anything that we missed that I didn't ask you that you want to, you know, share with our audience? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, follow me on social media. <laughs> well, that was going to be my next thing because you're all over social media. Okay. If you just tell yes. the audience if they want to follow you, if they want to communicate with you, what are their ways to get in touch with you, follow you, and, and you know, keep track of your journey? Okay, uh, so yep, I, I'm on Instagram, Sika Henry, S-I-K-A-H-E-N-R-Y. Um, I'm also on Facebook, and um, I do have a website, SikaHenry.com, and um, I guess follow along my journey through my blog, which is whyirun.blogspot.com. But uh, if you Google me and Google my name, you'll, you'll see all that information. Definitely. Well, Sika, I have truly, truly enjoyed speaking with you. I hope you enjoy speaking with us. Um, good luck. Tell me again, is, is the Augusta um, Ironman or which one is it that you're going to be running in that you're going to be making the attempt to go to get your pro card? Oh, uh, so my first race is Ironman 70.3 Texas, which is in Galveston. Mm -hmm. um, that's in April, first weekend in April. Um, and that's kind of just a I guess my coach called it a test race yeah. just to see where my fitness is at. And then hopefully I'll do really well at Ironman 70.3 Eagle Man, which is in uh, Cambridge, Maryland. That's in June. And then um, in September, I'll be doing Ironman 70.3 Augusta. That's the one. Okay. So, All right. So yeah. either, so either you're, you're well, I'm guessing you're going to try to do it at the Maryland or the one in Augusta, I guess. Yes, exactly. Okay, well, we'll definitely... And, and if it oh, doesn't sorry. happen, I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? You're done? I'm done. <laughs> well, okay. If, okay, but what if it does happen? What happens then? Do, do you Are you going to quit your job I, and I travel the I world? I still retire. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm done with sports. I tell you, it is 
so exhausting. You know, it's it's really draining. Yes, um, I'm sure. it, the the journey is worth it, but it, it's a lot trying to you know work a full time job and do all this training and racing and stuff like that. So um, no, but if I do earn my pro card, no, I would never quit my job. Um, I like having that balance. Yeah. I'm, I'm not somebody that wants to just do sports all year every day. Like yes. that can't be my oh, life. I could but, completely understand that. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we're wishing you luck, and we'll keep track of you on the podcast. So we're going to – each time okay. that one of those races comes up, we're going to be looking for your name, and we're going to let everybody know how you're doing, okay? Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. And good luck in your marathon. Oh, thank you. So that was a great interview. Of course it was. Always, always. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the end of Episode 25. Is there anything else you want to you wanna tell our audience? Y'all, everybody have a good week and good racing, everybody, all the seasons and stuff season of marathons races spring training and all that stuff is underway so be healthy run happy yeah we got uh a couple of uh, world majors coming up so it's going to be some fun times coming here shortly now india if uh if our audience wants to get in touch with you personally how do they do that so you can find me on instagram no we don't want to hear about instagram how how they gonna get in touch with you personally Really? So if you want to get personal, personal, DM. DM. you can find me on I underscore of underscore indigo, E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. So you can get me in my DMs there. Um, and you can also email me at milesfromindia at gmail.com. I can be found on Facebook at India Cook. And you can reach me at thomaswmitchell2 at gmail.com and then tmitch68 on Instagram. Um, and that's the only two places you can get me. Just two. Just, just right. two. We guys, you all let us know if there's anything you would like to talk about. Anybody that you would like to hear from being interviewed, please let us know. Let us know. Interview. Communicate. You got yes. a PR that you ran or something like that. Let us know so we can we can shout you out. We don't have any particular people that we like to like interview. There's no stipulations to it, so come on at us. For sure. Y'all have a great week. Bye. Peace.